Welcome to the Grow Your Independent Consulting Business Podcast. I'm Melissa Lieberman, a fellow IC and business coach. On this podcast, I teach you to become a consistently booked independent consultant without becoming a pushy salesperson or working 24-7. If I can do it, you can too. Listen on to find out how. Welcome to episode 81. I'm so excited you're here. And today I can't wait to dive into this topic. I think I say that every week, but I truly love all of these topics. So today we're talking about what happens when you're worried about landing too much consulting business. So when your pipeline seems too full that you couldn't handle all of the work. And believe it or not, for some of you, you might be thinking, well, that's a good problem to have. But for most of you, and you're probably in this bucket, it's actually something that is fairly irrational, a feeling that we, a worry that we have about landing too much business. And I'll walk you through why it's typically irrational and ends up stunting and stalling and plateauing the growth of your business and the growth of your revenue and the growth of your ability to take more time off. So it's so surprising to me, but it happens with almost every client at some point or another where they come to me and say, you know, Melissa, this is really working. I'm really starting to get a steady pipeline now. I can see the growth of my pipeline. My pipeline is growing to the valuation, the target that I had created, but I'm worried. I'm worried that I'm going to have too much in the pipeline. And what what am I going to do when that happens? And so what ends up happening is like this, a little bit of a panic. And then without some intervention, what ends up happening is you end up self-sabotaging yourself because you start worrying about having too much business. You freak out a little bit. And then you start going back into your old ways of not consistently working on lead generation and end up self-sabotaging the results that you've been creating and that momentum that you've been creating. And so I want to just share this with you today, what to do about what happens if you do land too much business and this concept of worrying about landing too much business that ends up creating a result that you don't want, the self-sabotaging. So a couple of things before we dive into the meat of this. This happens, I notice, with almost all types of clients. Perhaps those of you is an independent consultant who has nothing in your pipeline at the moment. You're probably not at the place where you're worried about getting too much business. But shortly, when you start either booking a client or start filling your pipeline, this kind of worry sets in for almost every single independent consultant that I talk to and work with. And so a few examples of this, clients who have come to me recently with this worry, one of them being fully booked and really resistant to generating leads, knowing they need to do that and want to do it for the sake and health of their business, but just really having a hard time getting into the zone to do the work to generate the leads because of feeling this worry. What happens if I land too much business? The second example is someone who's partially booked. So you may be partially booked or you're booked right now, but you know where your gap is in your utilization and feeling that resistance to generating too many leads. 
I want to have too many leads. I don't want to have too much business. I don't want to get myself into a quote unquote bad position. And so that's what we're talking about today are these different examples of situations where you may be working on client work right now, fully booked or partially booked and worried of knowing that you need to create a repeatable process and engine in your business to generate leads and generate new opportunities for yourself, but feeling that resistance. Or you might be in a situation where you're not currently working and have started to get some traction in generating opportunities and are starting to worry that it's going to be too much, that it's going to get too full. And so again, that self-sabotaging comes into play. So this shows up in almost every single independent consulting business at some point or the other, whether you're partially booked, fully booked, or not currently booked at all. So this is an important episode for you to make sure that you don't sabotage yourself and slow your growth or create a plateau in your business unnecessarily. So today we're going to talk about this concept of landing too much consulting business. The agenda is first, we're going to talk about what's really going on. So what's really going on? Why are you really worried? And then I'll teach you a process to escape the fear. And then I'm going to give you some practical examples at the end to handle this situation. So that is our agenda for today. Let's talk about first, before we dive into the agenda, I want to remind you that when we're airing this episode tomorrow on September 30th is the quarterly success planning workshop. So I want to remind you of that in the case that you're listening in the real time, don't forget to go register for that. If you happen to be listening after September 30th, what I'm about to share still applies. You can go to the quarterly success planning workshop page, and I will have resources there for you. So go to that page, learn about the quarterly workshop, but really three reasons why I would love for you to join me in the workshop is number one, let's just get your Q4 plan done and off your to-do list. And you can do that in collaboration with a group of other independent consultants and me walking you through the process so that you've got a really clear and solid plan for Q4. Now, you might be saying to yourself, I want to slower Q4. I want to take time off. That means it's even more important for you to make a plan so that you are really careful and meticulous with the time that you are spending on your work and have planned ahead to create that spaciousness and time for the holidays. So important because I know you and if you're like most of us, if you don't have a plan, you end up defaulting into work mode more often than not, right? And let's put some guardrails around that for you. The second reason I want you to join me tomorrow is to have an expert, me, guiding you through that a seven-step process that I've created, a proven seven-step process that will help you to define that Q4 plan so that you are maximizing the time you're investing in your business. And then finally, let's just go all in on your business in Q4. And again, by all in, I don't mean let's burn the midnight, what is the, the candle at both ends, That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is by going all in, it can look like you having the best quarter in terms of balance 
in terms of reaching your goals, in terms of having peace of mind and confidence and create that momentum going into Q1. So that is why I would love to have you join me tomorrow in the quarterly success planning workshop. You can go to IC, the two letters, IC workshop dot info for more details. And we'll also put that link in the show notes. And again, if it's after September 30th and this workshop has already happened, go to that page anyway, because I will give you instructions on what to do next so that you can create your own quarterly plan. All right. So with that, let's dive into today's topic about worrying about landing too much business. Again, you may be in a situation where you've got some success generating demand. And that next question naturally can become, I'm worried about generating too much business. So this comes from starting to get a little bit of momentum and results as it relates to creating a formal lead generation pipeline, or it could happen when people coming to you and asking you to work with them, they know you from their warm market, and you create your pipeline that way, or some combination of both. But at the end of the day, this concern about what happens if I create too much business, how am I going to handle it? So when my clients ask me this, and like I said, it happens so often, okay, Melissa, this process we've been working on is working to generate my pipeline. Now I'm really worried about it getting too successful. So my first question to them is, okay, what happens if you end up landing more work than you can personally take on? What would you do? This is where we really uncover the crux of the issue. They haven't even answered that question yet for themselves. They create a, a concern. Oh no, what happens if I'm too successful? If we just boil it down, right? It's literally the issue is what happens if I'm too successful? What if I'm too successful at learning how to generate leads for my business? That's the true problem, right? So when they think what happens if I'm too successful, it just kind of creates this freeze response. It's like, I don't know, this sounds dangerous. I'm just going to go back and do what I was doing before, which is safer and more recognizable, more comfortable, rather than answering the question. What is the question? How would you handle this? When I press them, To answer the question, okay, great. What happens if your pipeline process, your lead generation process, your demand generation process, what happens if it is so successful that you generate more business than you can handle? What would you do? So then usually there's some form of a long pause. And then they have answers, so many answers. I'm going to share some examples with you here at the end of what would you do if you had more business that you weren't able to personally handle. But the key here is that we oftentimes ask ourselves questions in our brain on default that go unanswered. And when they go unanswered, our brain does not like these open loops and it starts creating and generating and compounding this fear and worry. And then in order to get rid of the fear and worry, we start slowing down and not doing what was working, what had been creating some sparks of success for us. So let's first talk about what are you worried about in this case? Get really clear for yourself. What are you worried about? 
because truly landing too much business is not a problem. It's the goal. Why on earth would you set a goal that somehow you're threading this needle of having just enough business to fill your capacity? That leaves you no wiggle room. And it's like constantly trying to thread this needle of how many hours you have available to work on your business and how much roughly each client is consuming. I'm not saying you should be charging hourly. That's a different topic. But when we look at the number of hours you as an asset in your business have to work on delivering in your business, the goal is not to somehow create a balance there. The goal is let's create as much business as we can, and then figure out how to satisfy and solve that business without making it complicated. We're in an independent consulting business for a reason. We like streamlined, uncomplicated. You may have been in this situation in the past where you've managed people before, a lot of people, and you just want something simpler. We're not trying to recreate what you had in corporate, but certainly land more business than you can personally deliver against, there are more solutions than just the obvious ones that come to mind, which is hiring a sub to do the work or turning the work away. And again, I'll tell you a few of those examples. But for right now, what we're talking about is really when you start noticing this worry, this fear of landing too much business, the first step here is getting very clear on what you're worried about. Some common worries are, I won't be able to handle this. I've done something wrong generating business I can't support. Or catastrophically, I'm going to ruin my reputation by generating more business than I can support and then somehow leaving these this potential clients high and dry. Those are the common worries. But for you, what might you be worried about? Is it one of those or something else? Then you go back and ask yourself, is it true? So let's go through an example. Is it true that you would ruin your reputation if you generated too much business? Or is it true that you've done something wrong generating more business than you can support? Or is it true that you can't handle this? Like, let's just go through that one. Would you be able to handle it? That's what I asked my client. Okay, so let's say you generate more business than you can personally deliver against, would you be able to handle it? Your brain is telling you you wouldn't be able to handle it and this is not a good situation, but would you be able to handle it? How would you be able to handle it? Again, there's like a pause and then they start coming up with answers. Yeah, this is how I would be able to handle it. I had one client and she thought that she had never been in this position before. Oh, I don't know how I would handle it was kind of the beginning of our conversation. And by the time we started getting into this depth, she realized she had actually done this before where she had generated more business than she could handle. And she already knew how she would handle it. Our brain creates this amnesia for us to keep us in our comfort zone. So you've got to start unlocking that and asking yourself these types of questions. The next question that I asked her was, what would you do if you couldn't handle it? So first we want to know, would you be able to handle it? How would you be able to handle it? And unlock those answers. Then we ask, what happens if you truly can't handle it? I don't know what handling it means, really. That's a good question to ask too. Like, what does it actually mean to handle it? Like, help the client 
are roughly around the time that they need to be helped to solve the problem that they want. That could be a definition of handling it, right? So what would you do if you couldn't truly personally or somehow handle it from your company? What would you do? She gave me a bunch of other answers. Now we've come up with answers of how she would handle it and how she might be able to help the client even if she couldn't handle it. And then finally, like, what if you couldn't do any of these things? What would you do? And that brought up more answers. So now we have all of these different solutions in her playbook that she didn't have before because she was stopping at, oh, no, what if I generate too much business? What am I going to do? That's not a good position to be in and creating that self-sabotaging. It's so important to recognize when you have that worry. Sometimes it's very blatant and sometimes it's very sneaky and be able to start diving into it really much more deeply like I just walked you through rather than letting it self-sabotage you without you even realizing it until it's too late. So I'll give you a few examples here of answers that that client gave me and other clients have given me as I was walking them through that process of, is it true? So a few examples to this is create a wait list. These are the practical answers for you that you might consider as you're building out your own playbook on how would you handle it. If everything, all the stars align and you end up creating more business than you can personally deliver against. Create a wait list. Subcontract someone to support you. Have the client wait. <laughs> Have the client wait. We don't even explore this option because we think we've done something wrong. We shouldn't have gotten ourselves into this position. How on earth could we possibly ask the client to wait? But that is an option available to you. Have the client wait and figure out a legitimate, actual reason why that could benefit them. Don't make something up, obviously, but how could it actually benefit them to wait? Perhaps you give them some kind of pre-work that they could be doing some pre-work, or maybe you can work with them an hour a week to do some requirements gathering, whatever it is. One of the options is that they wait for you. An option is that you say no. You know what? I'm so glad we've had these conversations. Think about it. If you think your sales process is incredibly valuable, which is a whole nother episode, but if you're thinking how valuable your sales process is, helping them to get clarity on what it is they need and why they need it and the business case to sell it internally to both themselves and other people, why is that not valuable? It's not that once you start the work, the value starts. The value is being created throughout that process if you're doing it right. And so saying no to them and saying, look, it turns out that I don't have availability to do this. You can't wait. So let's find another solution for you. And again, you could refer them to another consultant. I always like including that kind of work in my pipeline so that I'm not only just generating clients, but I'm also creating potential referral partners. I'm also creating potential subcontractors if I want to get into that business model at any level. Like constantly thinking about the pipeline from a supply and demand perspective, not just from a demand perspective. So those are some of the strategies. I'm sure you've thought of most of those yourself 
maybe not telling the client to wait, but really asking yourself, what could I do here when I generate more demand that I can personally deliver against and answering that question for yourself through the layers I walked you through so that you can really build up a business plan that isn't contained by the amount of hours you have available to work. Another strategy could be to increase your pricing so that it does take down the demand a little bit naturally that way. So those are some of the strategies that you can implement when you're creating more demand than you have supply. Okay, let's talk about the next step of this process because I think it's so important. Shifting your perspective. Again, we've gone through this process of really answering the question and forcing our brain to get creative on how would I handle it when I have too much business that I can't deliver against all of it personally. But the one thing that you're missing out on in this particular business challenge too is making sure that you're thinking about it as a CEO of a business and not the person who's delivering. Because I can guarantee you, and you've been in this situation, I'm sure yourself, when I was running a professional services organization at the software company I helped to create, if I let the consultants, the consultants who are delivering against the work, if I let them run the show, they would be doing the same thing. I don't have time to take on another client. There's not enough of us to do all of this work. It's like the fox guarding the hen house analogy. If you let the fox guard the hen house, of course, you're going to limit the amount of work that you have because your human brain is designed to keep things under control and not feel out of control, not feel like overwhelm and inadequacy because you can't handle it. You cannot be letting the fox guard the hen house here. Do not let the persona of the consultant who's delivering the work, that one version of you, run your business. You need to step out of that mindset and get into the mindset of the CEO who's running your business. That's another persona from which you're running your business. There is no CEO who would be saying to themselves, what happens if I generate too much business? I shouldn't generate too much business. I better throttle my business. There are CEOs who would think that in very certain situations, but for the most part, there is no CEO out there just generally thinking, I shouldn't generate too much business. I better throttle my business. I better create a lead generation process that doesn't create too much business. Of course, a CEO isn't thinking that. A CEO is thinking, how do we create as much revenue as possible and get really good at delivering against it? Get really efficient at delivering against it. Figuring out how to balance our pricing with our capacity and our profitability. Figuring out how to adjust our offerings to make delivering easier and less dependent on the person delivering it. Those are the types of questions that is the CEO persona in you should be asking and answering for yourself. So don't get into this situation where the fox is guarding the hen house. Look, if I was a consultant in my own business, like thinking back to that software example, when I was running my own business, I would have wanted it to be slow too. Not because I was lazy or not because I didn't want to work hard. I love working hard to my own detriment, but that's a different topic too, right? It's just because we don't want to get ourselves in a situation that we don't think we can handle. 
when we're the fox guarding the hen house, right? But I can tell you time and time again, when the CEO or the chief revenue officer, the person in charge of sales, when they would land business and I would think, oh, there's no way we can possibly handle this. I had no choice. I would figure out the answer. And usually it would force me to innovate in the business, force me to get creative in the business. And that's what I'm imploring you to do here too, is to think of yourself in those other personas, the CEO, the COO, the CRO, whatever it needs to be, pushing yourself and your delivery team, even if it's you as the delivery team, to think about your business differently and think about how you would handle more business than you can quote unquote handle yourself and get more efficient, get more creative, get more clear on your pricing and your capacity and your profitability so that you're running this business as a business and not as the consultant who's just bringing in work and delivering against it. Like an assembly line, don't create an assembly line for yourself. So that's what I've got for you today. Think about and open up your mind about this idea of landing too much consulting business and see that it's actually the goal for yourself, not a problem. And then go to work solving how you would approach it when you do land more business than you can personally deliver against, okay? All right, thank you for being here. Don't forget to go register for the workshop at icworkshop.info and I will see you again next week. Take care. Thanks for joining me this week on the Grow Your Independent Consulting Business podcast. If you liked today's episode, I have three quick next steps for you. First, click subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to make sure you don't miss future episodes. Next, leave me a review in your podcast app so other independent consultants can find and benefit too. And finally, to put the ideas from today's episode into action, head over to melissalieberman.com for the show notes and more resources to help you grow your consulting practice from your first few projects into a full-fledged business. See you next week.